Welcome, one and all, to the very first podcast from Maureen Younger Hello. and Jen Brister, all about... Outlander! Outlander! I've managed to persuade Jen to watch Outlander. How much have you, of it have you watched? I've watched one episode and a tiny weeny bit of the second episode, uh, so I'm, I'm completely fixed, hooked, <laughs> um, dumbstruck. Do you think it's hooked as me? God, no, I hope not. I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume that if you are listening to this, that you are already a fan of Outlander. Um, for those of you uh, who are like myself, haven't really watched it, don't really know much about it, then you'll be, you'll be with me on this journey. And for those of you that have watched the first and the second series... Several times. More than once. Perhaps 20. You'll be with Maureen Younger. Hello! So Maureen, let's let's start at the beginning. How did you? Because like I'm watching it now. I don't. I had never heard of this program. I didn't even know of its existence until I kept one, banging on about it. Well, one phone call too many about <laughs> Jamie and Claire and their 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 love and romance. And first of all, I had no idea that they, they, there's a, that there's any time travel. You know, you kept that bit quiet for quite a while. Did I not mention that? You didn't mention the bloody time oh, travel. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, you know, so small, realistic. Small Jen, point. It's small point. Such a realistic show. I mean, historically very accurate. The narrative is really strong. The dialogue is incredible, and the okay, relationship she's... between Jamie and Claire is drunk. Yeah, the relationship was great. Um, time I'm, travel, more really. Time travel. There was a bit of time travel, but um. No, I, I, I wanted to watch it because it was set in Scotland. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. That's my one thing. And then it was set around the seventy the Jacobite uprising, which I, I'm a big fan of. Oh, historically. I'm such a fan Period. of Period. I wouldn't say fan is probably the wrong word, but I'm really interested in it. You're really interested. In the history of it. So I didn't think I was going to like it that much. I didn't know about the story because it's a big... The book sold millions. But you know me, I only tend to read uh, German or Austrian literature and only then if the author's been dead for a minimum of 50 years. So... I was going to say, this doesn't really <laughs> seem to fit, tick any of your boxes. No, it wasn't. Although <laughs> I think the person that has ticked your box, let's talk about him. I wouldn't mind him ticking my box. I know. Quite fun. I, imagine you, I imagine you've thought a lot about his <laughs> box ticking. I don't think I'm alone in that one. No, I don't think you're alone. So um, the, the main guy in it. Sam Hewen. Yeah, but his character... Jamie Fraser. Jamie Fraser, who's the hunk in it. He is hunky. Um, and, uh, uh, and... So, we, 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 do we need to... Can I just... Oh, sh- can should we, we explain what this, the, the premise no, of the story? I'm, I'm like, please, no, nobody's listening to this that doesn't know the premise of the story. But perhaps, perhaps... Basically, what happens is... She's right. Frank and Claire are on a honeymoon. Second honeymoon in Scotland. In this couple are on a second honeymoon in, in, in just after the war, in 1945. They go to Scotland. They're trying to rebuild a relationship, which, because they've been separated for five years during the war, they're getting to know each other again. The only way that they Even connect the is having sexual intercourse. They're having oh, yeah. a lot of intercourse. Yes, they There's do. a lot of nudity. There's more coming. Only her. She's only the only, she's the only one that's ever naked. He's always got his clothes on. <laughs> just, be, just note that. No, you've got to see his chest. Oh. Yeah, but anyway, you got to see a nipple. You get to see a nipple. Uh, then she touches some stones, and she goes back two hundred odd years to seventeen forty three. So naturalistic. And not only that, not only that, it turns out she comes face to face with her husband's great 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 grandfather. I mean, relatives, you just can't get rid of them, can you? You're yeah, but into them. she bumps into her husband's great great grandfather, wherever he is, uh, who is him. It's him with yes. a wig on. Just longer hair. I know, I know. I mean, exactly, it's him. Well, obviously it's exactly him because it's the same actor. <laughs> but I did think, listen, I know where relatives can look similar, but, I mean, what? 
And she went, oh, and she obviously assumed it was her husband, but then quickly realised it wasn't. It's the great, 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 great father. So anyway, there we are. That's the first episode. She, then she meets Jamie, yes. who's dislocated his arm, and she's a nurse because she was in the war, blah, blah, blah. She fixes she it. She relocates it. Relocate. I don't know. I've never been I've never worked in medicine. There's a lot of sexual chemistry, 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 it's chemistry, a lot of chemistry. chemistry. Um and lots of people are speaking in Gaelic. Oh, that, you know, new, you know that's oh, not, that new, is not Gaelic, by whatever. the way. Whatever. But can I just say that's a, when I they heard they started speaking Gaelic, that's when I thought oh, I'm gonna like this programme. Yes. I really like the fact they spoke the Gaelic. They spoke the Gaelic. Trit, which means I think means come. Interesting. Anyway. Which, which happens a lot later on in the series. I haven't got to I that I don't bit. know if it's the same word. Anyway, um, right. Anyway, anyway so uh, they're speaking in Gaelic, and of course she doesn't understand it because she's a Sassanac in English. And then very quickly they go, oh, let's lose this Gaelic and just speak English. And so that's what they do for the rest yeah, of the time. Yeah, but you can't have a major TV series and it's all, most of it's in Gaelic, can you? Well, let's... I mean, if we, you're going to bang just on about it a bit of flavor. It is, They're just giving it a bit of flavour. They flavor. should be speaking in Gaelic and she should be going, what the bloody hell are you saying? Yeah, I don't speak really Gaelic. It's going to be really tedious as a TV series because they don't subtitle it either, so well, nobody would know what's going on. that'd be far more realistic and then she has to learn Gaelic and we see her learning Gaelic. <laughs> it's a TV series. It would be a slower episode, <laughs> to be sure. Yeah, they'd be on BBC Alba. It wouldn't be on Blinking Stars. And I'm sure there are lots of people in, in that time who wouldn't be able to speak English, but yeah, they're but more fluent. Them. Most of them wouldn't be able to speak English. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Anyway, listen, <laughs> we're splitting hairs. Basically, I've started watching this because Molly loves this series. I do love it. Well, it's Mills and Boone, isn't it? That's what we're getting. It is basically Mills it and Boone Mills for the middle-aged woman. I mean... 38. I'm 38. 38, whatever. Um, I, I mean, it's like the classic hero. She is a fantasy male. He's is gorgeous. Come on, Please. I mean, and he's like, well, he plays him really if, well. Uh, you're never in danger. Okay, I that's meant to be a Scottish accent. You. I apologise to any Scots me. listening. I mean, she seems to have survived all right so far. She'd be like, all right, mate, I don't need you. I mean, she obviously does because she's wandering around in a brassiere <laughs> and a negligee. But, um, so what did you think? I mean, the first one's because they're setting it up and you see a lot of the 1945s. You don't see that much of Scotland's, uh, the oldie woldy bit. So what did you think? I thought I must make a visit to Inverness. Inverness is nice. Highlands are lovely. I, think, I thought it was very, very. I thought it looked very picturesque. And all in all, I was. I, I mean, I was absorbed. I was absorbed, Maureen. Were um, you? Yeah, I, I think so. And I even like as a as a big old lesbo, I looked at that Jamie fella and I thought, mm, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, because I had to persuade. Because normally when I persuade people to watch Outlander, which I do. If they're gay men or straight women, I just show them a photo of Sam Hewen and that works. But with yeah. lesbians, it it's, works. it's a bit it's, more difficult. It's more complex, isn't it? It's more it? complex, You have yeah. to really work on the so narrative. It's a very strong woman character, female lead. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you showed me a picture of her either. That's the great thing. So even though I am a gay woman, it's not like Mortaring went, yeah, but check out Claire, because the actress that plays Claire is super hot as well. She just sort of went, no, but Jen, really, don't you think he's really attractive? It's like, what are you trying to say? You're trying to push him on me. It's not going to work, Maureen. I've made my choice. I'm out. She's definitely a lesbian. If you don't fancy Sam, that is, yeah. you know, that is definitely the... I've manned out a long time ago. I can't, I can't <laughs> go Mr. back in now. Yeah. Once you're out, you're out. You're not Can I just say, in. I didn't know anything about Sam Hewen before I watched the show. Uh, but you've Googled the living daylight out of that bloke, haven't you? I bet you know his flipping chest size. What, I do not. What sign of the zodiac I do he? not know what sign of the zodiac um, he is. Lie. I bet you but do. I, I do not, but I could find out. Yeah, I bet you could. I'm surprised you don't know when his birthday is. Is he single, Maureen? I don't know. Is it? I think he might be gay. 
Look, when you're that good looking. Well, he's good looking and he's very fit and he seems very nice. So yeah, you might be right. Ah, yeah. Who cares? Who cares? He's very good it in this Jamie. Matter. You only have to look at him in this. He's great. He's great eye candy. And he's very good as Jamie because he's oh. got to play that, ma that that kind of very manly man, but he's kind of very sweet as well. And when he puts that manky rug around her when they're on the horse mm. and she's like, "What are you doing?" and he's like, "I'm just putting a manky rug around you to make you warm." And she's I like, "I don't know what part of Scotland he's that's it Doesn't matter. To just go with oh, okay. it." And she's like, "Oh," and they get all cuddled up. I tell you what, right, okay, I'm going to try and get my t 10 best moments from the first season. No, um, not from the first season. I've only seen the first episode. All right, well, the best moment for me is the one by the river where he looks very manly. He's covered in blood and he's going to bring her back. And he kind of, he's got a good sense of humour. He goes, well, you know, if you don't come back, I'll pick you up over my shoulder. That, I thought, was a really good moment. Is that in the first episode? Is it? Oh, might not be. I don't think that is, Maureen. I'm sure it is. Or maybe he does. Maybe he says, do, he do you want me to carry you? And she's yeah. like, no, not really. And he went, well then. Yeah, I think you're coming with me. I think you're coming with me, yeah. Oh. That's a really good moment. Is that? Very, yeah, he looked very, it was very manly in that. Really? I missed it. I mean, there was a, a few times I was texting while I was watching it, so that might have been one of the bits <laughs> where I missed it. But I think, um, yeah, no, I'm, and also the guy, so are we supposed to feel sympathetic towards the husband? Because I automatically am already feeling sorry for him uh, because he can't really compete with Jamie. I know. He Especially gets, he, when he, his flipping ancestor is a flipping sociopath I know. psychopath. You do, he just, I think, I, I do think that uh, Tobias Menzies, who plays him, is, is a brilliant actor. He's an absolutely brilliant actor. And he has got this fluffy side of the lollipop in that relationship, that... You know? Yeah, because, I mean, she'll go back. I'm assuming she goes back at yes. some point and then sees him and goes, oh, no. I know, You're reminding I know. me of your ancestor. And, and Jamie's got lovely shoulders. <laughs> and a very good chest. And a very good chest. <laughs> yeah, it is. But he, I, I think they're, they're very lucky they've got Tobias Menzies playing that part because he is very good. Well, he, I'm, I'm assuming they paid him. Yeah. Yeah, well, then... This cuts both ways, isn't it? Yeah, but he's Every got, actor wants a job, right? I know, but he's a very intelligent actor, and I think that comes through in his portrayal. Because it's a very, it's, a, it's, it's probably the hardest part in a way to play, I think. Yes, to play a psychopath and to play a. Uh, uh, a very uh, urbane uh, uh, English uh, officer. Yes, who loves his wife but is having difficulties uh, expressing his emotions. Which is very unusual for Englishmen. Very unusual. Um, I don't know how she got that character. That's quite I don't know. I don't a know. Leap of imagination. Uh, and she has a hard time with her hair, doesn't she? Yeah, I, 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 that I can relate to. But what I loved about it, she's having a real, oh, Jesus H. Roosevelt Christ, or whatever she says. She's having a real tug at her hair, and then it sort of bounces back and looks incredible. I mean, like, she's really <laughs> going at it. She's got this humongous hairbrush. She's really just, like, tugging at her hair. And I thought, oh, God, love, you're going to give yourself split ends. And then, boof, bounces back, looks amazing. You know, out of interest, because it's a period I know quite well, did you know anything about the uh, uh, Jacobite Uprising? Or? Did I know anything about the Jacobite Uprising? No, because I never, at any point, was given any information about it at school. Um, I knew little to nothing. But so I might be learning while I watch this. Yeah, I mean that's what I find quite. This, I mean, the, also British, interesting. the English are in, generally assholes. Wherever we went, we were <laughs> assholes. I mean, there is very. I'm being half Spanish and half English. My history is just historically uh, all of my ancestors assholes. Wherever we went, um, yeah. So I mean, it doesn't. It's unsurprising given what the way we were in other parts of the world. I, mean, like I do find I, I, that I find interesting because it's a part of British history that gets. I mean, it probably gets taught in Scotland, but it doesn't get taught out of Scotland, and people very rarely know about. We like and we're the in whole, denial, aren't we? And the whole Highland way of life that did 
was was brought to an end through the Jacobite uprising. So that's quite interesting. I, I find that interesting, but I'm a bit of a nerd. No, um, I, it's not. It's not that it's not interesting, uh, and I'm, I I doubt that most people are watching it for that reason. I think most people are watching it for. Sam Hewen's pecs, aren't they? Yeah, probably. But we're all learning at the same time. And that's the beauty of television, isn't it? You get to look at a man's pecs and learn about historical and also from, history. From plot-wise, they've got a very good th a through line. You know, you know her, she wants to go back. That's her aim at the moment, is just to go back home. So she wants to go back, but presumably there's already the sexual tension. Yes. So when she goes back, does then she want to go back again? Uh, no. Because when she goes back, she's actually going forward. Yes. So when she's like yesterday, he's still in the future. I mean, it's all very, it's very complicated, complex, isn't it? Have you seen that other pro that movie that was the Time Traveller's Wife? No. Oh, Eric Banner, he's nice. Eric Banner, right? No, um, I haven't seen it either. But I did try to read the book. <laughs> no, stay. Bear with me. <laughs> Can you imagine? This is, like, this is like a conversation I have with my mum. Have you seen this? No. no neither have I. Oh, well, I'm glad we had that chat. Um, no. I haven't, but I tried to read the book and I found it so irritating. I I, ne I couldn't finish it. Oh. And also, it got weird where he'd go back in time and she's like five and he still has the hots for her. I know, that's a bit weird. I mean, what's interesting about this this story as well is you've got, you've got this modern woman kind of bashing up against... Modern-ish woman. Well, bashing back, up against modern-ish, given that yeah. it's the 40s. But she bashing up against, you know, um, 18th century Scotland where the woman's position wasn't that great. And so As opposed to in 1940s Britain, where the women's position was just amazing. No, but I mean, compared, all relatively speaking, you didn't get burnt as a witch in the 1940s. So, even in the Highlands. So, that, that's quite interesting, that dichotomy. Because I do think, it, I know you're going to laugh at me, but I do think Outlander is quite thought-provoking at times. I, look, I can see her face just going, oh no, it isn't worrying. You're mean, just trying to kid yourself. Really? I do. Well, you've only seen the first episode. So. That's true. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm going to... Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be cynical about it, Maureen. I'm already engaged. No, I'm going to watch the second episode. I'm, I'm already a third of the way through the second episode. Jen is far more upbeat than I thought you would be about no, this. No, I'm, I'm trying to be because I've already committed to doing this bloody podcast for the next... <laughs> 29 weeks. <laughs> um, we've got to speed this up. I mean, <laughs> we can't do it a, po a podcast per episode because people will just shoot themselves in the face rather than listen to that. No, we'll speed it up, people. Don't think for a second this is just going to be us going, and what did you think about how was brushing her hair in episode one? <laughs> I've only watched one episode. Next time, I'll, I'll, I'll have watched at least another two, maybe three episodes, and we'll really get our teeth stuck into it. And we'll have a proper chinwag about Outlander, but so far, so good. We've got a hot Scottish guy, a mm. less hot English guy, a hot English woman, and some really rough-looking Scottish men who could do with a bit of Colgate. Yeah, and but, a bit of a wash. Oh, God, have a wash, love. And uh, Beautiful scenery. Beautiful scenery. And what's a chops? Uh... Who's the woman in it that plays that? Oh, the Mrs. Fitzgibbons. Mrs. Fitzgibbons. Where what has she been in? Oh, she's she's in EastEnders at the moment. She's is been she? in loads. She's, she's been, been in everything, hasn't she? Yeah. I'm, I could have sworn she was in Russ Abbott. There's some very good Scottish actors in it that come in it later. What Smith. happened to that bloke? I've one second episode of which I've seen a bit. The bloke looks like he's had his ankles snapped into. Oh yeah, he's got the Toulouse Lautrec. He's he's a very good Scottish actor. Toulouse Lautrec syndrome. Oh, so he's, he wasn't hobbled? No, that's he's got something wrong with his body. Oh, right, okay. He looked like, you know when they hobble you? No. You know when they put your your legs in a, in a splint? Oh, okay. And then they get a hammer and they hobble you? Oh, right, okay, you. no, no, no. No, it's not that. It's not that. Okay, right, good. Yeah, interesting look, though. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunate. Not, not good. No. I tell you it's good. The guy who plays Dougal, the 
the big tall Scotsman. The one who does is not into rape that you were so cynical oh, about. Oh, the one, the, the one he's that's very not good into at looking, rape. He's very good at looking scary. Yes, he's kind of formidable. Very, he's very familiar. He just doesn't look and you just kind of go, well, when we're getting alongside of you. Yes. I like all the druid dancing as well. Yeah. Because what happened with the druid dancing, they're very good with the music. It's like, oh, it's mystical. And then the drums come. The, the music is very good in this. Have you bought the soundtrack? No, I have not bought the soundtrack. this far away from buying the soundtrack. You can't see that, but I just brought my fingers very close together. We had a very long conversation about the soundtrack where Maureen talked to me in depth about the music and the type of Scottish music that she liked and the type of Scottish music that would fit in with this podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah. I thought you were just making it up. But well, I am. I often make things up, but on this occasion, <laughs> it's actual fact. As we were crossing the Euston Road, we've been trying to do this podcast for about, I don't know, two months. More than two months. Are you having a laugh on you? Six months. Last time we met, we actually met in Euston. I brought my laptop. I'd come up from Brighton, by the way. Yeah, we went for lunch and, and then we went for lunch and never did it. And then we tried to do it in Coventry and we went for dinner with Barbara Nice. Do you remember? Yeah. That was it. Every time we've got met, we've gone, should we just have some food? <laughs> Maureen's come all the way down to Brighton. We're doing this in my house, right? We went in the kitchen and Maureen went, oh, should we just have a cheese, cheese sandwich? sandwich. I like, I'm never going to get this bloody podcast done, Maureen. So right. anyway, we're going to be doing a couple of episodes next time. Okay, and how, how often is this podcast? This podcast will arrive when it arrives. But in theory, every... Every two weeks? Every two weeks, I think, is probably more realistic, isn't every it? Every two weeks. No one wants this weekly. No, no one. There's not, not even any, us. Not even me. In fact, definitely not me. <laughs> but I think I get sucked into a TV show very easily and I think I'm going to be... I think Jamie could turn me. Yeah, I mean, well, if he can't, you're, no that, one can. No one can, can no. they? That's absolutely it. Right, well, that, this has been the first podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. I mean, I've got no idea if this was any good because uh, this is the first one, so there'll be a lot more rambling. The second one... We'll be on the ball. We'll know what we're talking about because... Maureen is desperate to talk about themes and, and, and characters and, and plot lines. And, but I've only watched the first episode, so we can't. And it's all setting up in the first episode. It's all setting so, yeah. up in the first So it'll be episode two and three, probably. Yes, minimum. Minimum. Even maybe episode four. Maybe. Which I watched on the train down. Which, and just for the listeners, um, the listener, how many times have you watched series one and two? Uh, well, I, well, season one, I kind of stopped counting when it got to about 20... 15, 20 times. 15, 15 to 20 times. Yeah, and also right. I do sometimes watch seven, episodes 7 to 10 as a little block. I speed through the witch trial. Sorry to spoil it there. But, right. And then season 2, I used to watch 4 or 5 times before the next one came out. And I used to just suddenly happen to be up at 5 in the morning when it came on at Amazon. But apart from that, I'm not really that much You're not. Used. It's not really... It's not really made any difference to no, you. No, no. Good. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, well, this has been it, the first Outlander podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, we do hope you listen to the next one, which we promise will be better than this one. Even. Even. That possible. Is that possible, Maureen? Possibly. Mm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.